Welcome to Dread and Breakfast. Welcome to the breakfast portion. Uh, my name is Fabrice, uh, and you are listening to the breakfast for the finale of season one of, of Dread and Breakfast. Welcome. Hi, I'm also here. My name is Marissa. Hello, I'm Christine. <laughs> Jacob, also present. <laughs> uh, if you were listening and you haven't listened to the finale of season one, uh, Stop. Go back. Listen to it. You're going to be spoiled. Spoilers! Stop! In the name of spoilers! <laughs> before you ruin the story for yourself. <laughs> that was great. Um, but yeah, go back and listen to that, and then come back. We'll still be here. Promise. Uh, we're not going to go anywhere except to... I might go to the coffee shop. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, you might miss Christine, but you know, the rest of us will be here... <laughs> In her home without her. This is getting I'm, weird. It's you know, fine. I'm comfortable with that. Okay, that's fair. That, you know, that's that's how you know you're good friends. <laughs> Speaking of good, good job, folks. Yeah, oh. <laughs> Thank you so much. Did it. Um, yeah, finale. Woohoo! <laughs> how do you feel? How do you think it went? Do you think uh, it achieved all you set out for it to do? Um, no. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. All right, we got to start over, guys. All right, yeah. Oh, hang on. yeah. Well, let's. Uh, oh. We'll be back. We'll be back in six months, everyone. I'm ready um, for that. Oh God. Uh, no, I um, I'm very happy with like how everything turned out, and it was a very big, uh, growing experience mm. for me personally as a human. Ditto. And all of us, I think, as yeah. people, as podcasters, as as friends. As Wait, friends. Do you guys want to know something really adorable that I realized? <laughs> what? Yes. Okay. We finished recording the story for the season one finale on the two year anniversary of when the Who declared the pandemic to be a global pandemic. Really? And I had a moment when we were done recording where I thought back and was like, wow, I just finished season one of a podcast that didn't exist with friends, one of whom I kind of knew, the other who I like was literally just starting to get to know, and the third who I did not know at all. And now they are my best friends who I would allow to be in my home even while I was not there. <laughs> so it was pretty emotional i'm very glad <laughs> a band declared it the pandemic i'm sorry i cut you <laughs> off i thought you were done but that is definitely what i thought when you said the who anyway continue with the sentiment the world health organization what? um i uh i i had a, a big it, it felt it felt it felt <laughs> i don't know what it felt but it felt it a felt lot of things. feelings and emotions yes. yeah i'm feeling feelings and emotions too <laughs> oh i love you guys we love you Okay, so anyway, um, <laughs> but um, talk to us about podcast stuff. What were your your goals? What did you? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's been a a long looks at watch to pretend like I can figure out how long it's been since we started recording the finale. I have regrets. Does not know how long it has been. Oh, we recorded the whole thing in a week, right? That's right. Yeah. No, you're right, Jacob. We recorded the whole finale in a week. Uh and that's why I'm tired. Because oh man, that was such a that was such a long uh fifty eight 
a day week. It was so, (laughs) so many, (laughs) so many days crammed into that one week. Oof. But yeah, I... I hope people like it. We're recording this before I know if people like it. But um, it was very strange uh, to me. I had a very clear idea. Well, not a very clear idea, but like I had a uh, a picture of what I thought the finale would be like in my head when we started the season. And then halfway through the season, I was like, oh, that doesn't make sense anymore. Oh, oops. Okay. <laughs> so, magic of collaboration. Uh, <laughs> so th- we're going to take that idea and we're going to throw it in the garbage and we're going to come oh. up with something else that's kind of sort of the same, but also very different. I, as as a player and as someone who like going into the season had no idea what orcs meant and then helped author part of it, I thought it was so freaking cool to like figure out where they were and end up in their like main zone like that was really cool i have many questions about orcs though if i may get into them let us get into it that's what we're here for is it not how did these motherfuckers end up in a repurposed missile silo in the arctic (laughs) uh they bought it on the cheap on On ebay missile silo What on eBay? Yeah, it's where you uh, buy things, especially for ghosts. No. Yep, someone someone Jake, was selling. Where it. you buy ghost containers? Jacob Shadow can't be. Is Shadow here? Because you have a lot of bags. We're going to save surprises opened. for the surprise segment. Hey, remember when I was like, you can come in my house and be there while I'm not there. <laughs> if you have that doll, I will rescind that privilege from you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, they bought a missile silo uh, and. How did they do that? I'm for, I don't remember what Fiction, your question maybe? was. A whole lot of stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> I accidentally established that Orcs was kind of loaded. So, and yeah. I never really had a reason for why they were loaded. So maybe that's <laughs> just, just one of those. As as many other like shady government organizations, uh, <laughs> they just have money. Is kind of my thought. That's the other thing. Is Maroon said that they were a secret government organization. Mm-hmm. Which government? Oh, yes. What does that mean? It means yes. Oh, my God. The government. This is like some Illuminati shit. Or it was a lie and they don't actually work for the government because Maroon is not the most honest of humans. (laughs) What? No, couldn't be. (laughs) He was such a delightful character to hate. Like, I love to hate Maroon. (laughs) Yeah, I was hoping. I was, I don't know. I feel like I could have done a better job with Maroon, but I feel like that about... All of the things that I do all the time. <laughs> Hello, you are an artist. Yeah, <laughs> it's a rough life. It's a fun one, though. Okay, so speaking about their base, can yeah. you talk to me about what it was like creating that? Because you did a really good job of like making it feel like a very living world, especially once we got in there, because there were a lot of doors we didn't go through. There were a lot of doors that someone may have kicked open. (laughs) There were there were so many doors that one person thought (laughs) thought that a certain other very specific person in this room would walk past (laughs) on their way running from a horrible, terrible thing. And they and maybe someone in this room put doors there to make the place seem a lot I bigger and it. then yeah you were like then, oh it's locked i was like he did not plan for this <laughs> i oh no i did i had stuff in there but i also was like keeping mind of like okay Wait, it's been a while now in there? i want to know yeah oh, there's stuff in there there's like, really what? cool like, really this really is the cool time stuff. for you to tell us oh, very I mean, cool stuff so okay my problem is i come from a background 
of not playing dread but mostly playing like dungeons and dragons and kind of similar ish games that aren't for podcasts which means i don't care how long it takes people to explore a zone because <laughs> they're having fun and as long as the you know the players are having fun and you're having fun running it it's a good game but like when it's for a podcast your players can't spend 10 episodes just looking through the whole org space so i came in with a lot of ideas for like oh man and yeah i could put that in there and i should put like i should put like a wandering cryptid in the in the bottom like i thought about like bigfoot or a yeti or something and it would be a thing that would just be like walking around and they would interact with that and then have to deal with it it's interesting that you say wandering cryptid though because it felt like there was with the big scary footsteps but that oh. was just orchid that was just a like, lie corralling us to where he wanted to go right like that was all fake that was orchid corralling you guys to the plot yeah uh, wow <laughs> <laughs> oh but one other thing before we get into orchid because i do really want to talk about orchid yeah so the yeti Ava saw a Yeti in yes. the Arctic and Indigo, her best friend who everyone hated for a hot second, <laughs> oops, mm-hmm. um, said that that lined up with their like timeline. Did a Yeti escape at one point? Like, yeah. Like oh they had, no. I feel like they, they had like, they've had a bunch of uh, goof-em-ups, a bunch of whoopsies. <laughs> Many of which you have heard throughout the season. Apparently. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Uh, like I didn't want this to be like my my idea for orcs is that they're like they're competent, but they're also dealing with stuff that they don't really understand. They're out of their depth. Yeah, they're out of their depth, and so sometimes things are gonna go wrong. Um, so when he was talking about like their timeline of events, like because orchid had been such a problem, like a yeti had gotten out. Cool. I would really like to talk about Orchid. Sure. <laughs> if that's okay. Let's talk about the let's talk about the my big boy, my big uh my big octopus friend, my noodly guy. He's got his little his little peepers all over his body. Bad um <laughs> bad times. <laughs> so did you know when we were recording Thalassophobia Deep Sea Adventure that that creature would be the big bad of the season? No, but I did know what? after. Oh, yeah. Interesting. He, he got Wait. a really good response. Oh, so, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what, what was it our response that made you want to bring him in as the big bad? Yeah. Or, okay. Interesting. Ooh. And Interesting. I also thought like, oh, this could work. And this would then be a through line. So like, this is a thing. I'm bad at <laughs> planning. So I was like, yeah, orcs. It's the auditor research and containment specialists great check what do they do well they obviously research and contain oddities done awesome (laughs) totally aced that test um and then uh how do we introduce or show that i didn't i just left that answer blank uh so when i realized okay cool orcs is a through line but that doesn't that's not really enough to like put a whole story on especially with like how they had been like very tangential in the first couple stories yeah uh and orchid just it i was like oh that's a cool bad guy that's a cool power i like doing creepy voices yeah let's get with that <laughs> and just from the emotional cloud that i live on um 
we all love deep sea so much mm-hmm. and it felt so much like a we captured lightning in a bottle kind of story mm-hmm. so knowing now that it had such a big influence on where the podcast then headed as a whole makes me feel delighted <laughs> oh, and, good. and it i think also speaks to the power of collaboration which yes. i know i learned over these past two years how to collaborate with others in meaningful ways and how to I learned how to trust my collaborators and what that looks like yeah. through actively doing it with you three. So it's been a fun <laughs> this time. has been uh, Christine's e- emotional moment part <laughs> three. <laughs> um in in terms of the like nitty gritty of Orchid, how did he get out? Because like we see him at the end of Deep Sea mm-hmm. when he's descending down to into the ocean and mm-hmm. he eats Bartholomew Orchid and gets two eyes. Uh-huh. And then the next time we see him, he's breaking out of a cryo tank. Yeah. So what is the in-between? He eats some people. Great. <laughs> uh, he goes to the orc's base to exact Bartholomew's revenge because Bartholomew's like the most controlly part of the thing. Bartholomew gives the, the, the creature its like form and like mm. is is like the like not the core but like core adjacent like the dominant Ooh. person because yeah. that say about orchid as a person because this thing started as a monster and then we started referring to it as orchid and it said like my name isn't 169 my name is orchid yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it's a parasite um so it went there uh ate some people along the way got there started wrecking shop they figure out a way to freeze it and I don't know how stuff works. But like <laughs> my thought was because it like it comes from the ocean kind of idea, mm-hmm. um and it's like it's wet and noodly on its own, they didn't like fully freeze it, and so that's how you got like the bump bump heartbeat. And like oh. so part of it stayed not frozen. Oh, kinda like and it just, when frogs hibernate under the ground yeah. or something. Ooh. And so like like most of it was frozen and it just took time for it to grow un like grow out of that. For its heart to grow three times the size. <laughs> um <laughs> so it could eat three times the people. Speaking of people that orchid ate. I have mm-hmm. never been more stressed in my entire life oh. <laughs> than oh. for the final episode oh. when I had to play Orchid, pretend, like I, Marissa, had to pretend to be Orchid, who was pretending to be Ava, and it was so stressful. You did it so well, though. There, yes. I had figured out <laughs> um, in the several weeks between when we recorded those parts, uh, I'd figured out that you were probably that. Um, <laughs> Why? Because Bob refused to let us listen to each other's tracks. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, that and just other oh, clues. You guys are so much smarter than me. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. Um, so I I was pretty dang certain that you were a monster, and I was trying to hide that um, oh, just no. for the sake of the podcast and it making sense. Um, but at one point, we were taking a break, and I looked at you. <laughs> And I was like, you're doing such a good job at lying. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know what you mean. And you convinced me. I was like, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> did I? You did. Not, I mean, not totally, because I knew in my heart, but enough that I doubted myself. Jacob, in that moment, like, 
Because I am so bad at lying. See, no, here's you, the thing. You, no, you're not. Yeah, you did a great job is the thing. Because I knew and I thought I was going to get you by calling you out point blank. You almost and did, bud. you made me doubt myself. So good job lying. <laughs> Remember when I was like, and I learned to trust my collaborators. Um, <laughs> but as, as stressful as it was, kudos to you, Fob, because that was such a very cool mechanic of like okay you're gonna play the big bad and every time you do something you lose time and when your time runs out you're fucked like it was it added a stress level to me and to the listeners who like knew that in addition to the stress of christine and jacob who didn't know what was going on (laughs) but there was a lot of dramatic irony like throughout the entire finale not just in the last episode because like we as players had played through the deep sea story and we as players knew the significance of what c169 meant and could do oh my gosh our characters had no fucking idea it was so hard there was one moment in particular where i had figured out that melanie was orchid Mm -hmm. But Hannes had not figured that out. And I didn't know if you guys had figured it out either. Mm -hmm. And so I was screaming to myself (laughs) about how I had a theory and I had to write it down because I knew that for the story to make sense, Hannes has to see something. And that's why he kept asking, what do their eyes look like? All of these things, trying to notice things so that Hannes could get there because I was already there. (laughs) It was so, and like, Fabio, you did such a good fucking job of like preventing that because like, I also as like a player had figured it out, but like, because Orchid kept making those footsteps and making us move, Hannes didn't have a chance to tell any of us what was in the files at all. Right. So we had nothing to go on. And also it was like, okay, I'm playing a character who's a protective, like, motherly figure. And here's a child. Like, so it's it was so oh, hard yeah. for me yes. to, like, like, there was no way Ava was going to do that. Also because, like, Indigo just locked us in a room. I know Indigo is a delightfully adorable man based on the minisodes, and I love him. Ava doesn't know who this guy is, you know? Like, yeah. oh, it was so hard. And the other decision when Ava, before they went in the room, oh. when Melanie transformed, Hannes wasn't sure, and Ava gave him the command to go. And uh. I know, <laughs> and I think that that was a great choice, but that was a hard one to make for you personally as a player because you know it's the wrong choice, but narratively it makes sense and is the best choice to do in that situation. And I feel like you and I as friends had to be like... I still like you. Yeah. I, like, we're yeah, we're like, fine. Okay. We're fine. Our characters are dumb and in conflict now, but I love you still. Yeah. Like, it's all good. But yeah, it was. Uh, sorry, I feel like I'm asking all of the questions. Do it. Ask as many You're as you want. You're good at it. Yeah. Oh, thanks. But also playing into that was like the fact that we all had a session that we did solo and couldn't talk about or listen to oh, the solo sessions were really fun yeah can you like walk me through that because like at least for me that was the most scared i have ever been playing dread good <laughs> as a player i felt apprehensive because it's like okay all of the narrative weight is on like you and me now and like no one else is there for us to lean on also i'm doomed also 
the scene with Orchid in the icebox was fucking horrible because like no one could help me. There was no way out of it. And there's this just this thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was really interesting playing a solo scene. I enjoyed it because I love character work. And that was a moment where it was all character work. It was all you have to know your character. You have to know how they're going to respond in this moment. You can't look to anyone else for how to respond. I really enjoyed it. And I hope that that came across in the final. I'm glad that you liked it. Jacob, how was killing a big, big spider? <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Uh, it was different for sure and nerve wracking, but kind of fun to be able to just bam, 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 you know, do stuff <laughs> in quick succession and not spend 15 minutes outside of one door. Yeah. Uh, looking around. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Listen, sometimes we just want to make sure that we get all the information there yeah. is to get. <laughs> That's true. And then after that, I noticed no more doors in the corridor. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, there's a door at the end of the corridor. You can go to there if you want. <laughs> so, good. Nice adapting, Fab. You, you. you got us moving. And as we were recording the moment when we all finally came back together, yes. uh, that might be one of my favorite moments of us recording the entire season because you two were like who set the fire and i was like there was no fire (laughs) and just grappling with each other when we all had information that we didn't have and have just gone through horrifying things which i later then put into context what a golden retriever sized spider would be like and what it would be like to put an axe into one and i I legitimately shrieked because i just thought about it for a second too long (laughs) anyway the scene where we came back together there was so much emotion happening and so much unknown but the visual in my head of the three characters poking their heads into the silo and emery being awake and and your freaking line about (laughs) magnesium i wrote it down because it was so good um, the magnesium worked really well. <laughs> yes. Such a good... You had so many good one-liners in this I story. think everybody did. Like, well, Jacob is the king of wit and just has the best yes, clips, yes. as my mother will attest. She's your biggest fan. And then Hannes had so many good... Like, everyone had... It was so good. <laughs> I really liked the reckless disregard that each of you had when making polls when it was just you <laughs> to I make the polls. I refused one to save them and it didn't Good help. Good job. <laughs> but I loved how it was like once your friends don't see how bad you're making the tower for them I, in the future, I, you're like, let's go for I it. I want to push back on that though because the thing is that in those solo sessions, you don't have anyone else to rely on. It's the player, the DM, and the tower. Yeah. There are no other players that can help out in any way. So it's not necessarily that it's reckless pulling. There are no other options. You can still refuse the pull. But then what happens? Then you get a consequence <laughs> and something bad happens and, to you. And and that's what I'm saying is that sometimes when you're work when you're with the entire party, the rest of the people can help to mitigate that consequence. Yeah. Now, don't split the party. <laughs> it's it was I don't know. I mean, I was going hard because but I did want to get the tower to a place where it was like maybe someone else might die again. Uh, Gee, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> And then it happened, and that was great, and it worked out super so well. So much death this time. I I legitimately cried when Hannes died. 
But shall we shall we speak about our character? Before we do that, I have to run to the bathroom. Good luck. Three and a half minutes later. Who wants to go first? It you on the list. Oh, it is me. <laughs> um, it was fun being boss mom, but I hate being in charge of anything. I hate making decisions. <laughs> I hate the pressure. And so Fob knows this and was like, yeah, you're going to be the leader. I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> oh, great. So that was weird. But re re Ava and Deirdre, who was only in it for like a hot second. That woman is insane. So the reason Ava hated Deirdre so much yeah. was because one, you met her. and and that's her boss um and also because it's deirdre like she knew that ava really liked astronomy but she kept getting it confused with astrology and kept asking ava about her horoscope that ava fucking hated so just for funsies the day we were supposed to start recording the finale i looked up the horoscopes for that day um just (laughs) on a whim to see if it would come up i have since lost them because it's been several months but it was like you're feeling lost and like wow like trust your inner compass and like you might encounter unexpected problems today like stupid shit like that and then the helicopter crash and everyone died so i'm like yep (laughs) You know what, Virgo? It was right for you today. It's almost like they write those to be generally applicable. <laughs> yes. Uh, was there anything about Ava that you didn't get to lean into as much as you would have wanted to? Yes, there was. Because uh, like you and I had talked about this, Christine, uh-huh. where um, Ava and Hannes had an inside joke yes, where um, like Ava, her favorite poem was The Wasteland by T.S. Eliot. And there are a lot of phrases in different languages in the wasteland german included and ava could never pronounce them to save her life and so they would like mispronounce the poem at each other as a joke Mm -hmm. and i just couldn't find a way to work it in that didn't feel horribly out of place yeah we were too busy dealing with life-threatening horror (laughs) (laughs) and stuff so i wish that had come out more especially given where Hannes and Ava's friendship ended. (laughs) And another thing that didn't, I guess it came out a little bit, but like Ava and Gavin were also really close because like Mm -hmm. Ava was Gavin's like mentor. Um, And I loved Gavin. (laughs) He Mm. was so fun. And again, Jacob's sole survivor of the story. (laughs) Gavin did not deserve that. I think he did. How did you enjoy being the sole survivor, Gavin? Jacob was stressful. (laughs) I had to make big decisions about how to conclude the story (laughs) in a pleasing way, and that was very hard. What is Gavin's favorite snack that Emery has on him (laughs) at all times? I think we said this, and I forget because we recorded it many weeks ago. Uh, Chex Mix. Ooh, original? Bold, bolder, more more flavor, whatever, whatever that one's called. (laughs) Extra checks, extra, extra, yeah, that one. I I just had a vision of Gavin and Emery in the cafeteria making like puppy chow with like checks. 
<laughs> That's a sweet idea. And then Emery's dead. Right? I, yeah, what does Gavin oh. do now? I don't know. Go to therapy? Yeah. <laughs> Gavin already had some abandonment stuff that was not a part of the podcast. Tell so, us. All I'll say is for inspiration and backstory, I once again turned to this 2004 <laughs> Disney classic, National Treasure. Oh, my God. Uh, one scene in particular. Uh, and if anyone can tell me what it is, uh, the first person who can tell me what it is, I'll send them a cookie. Somehow. <laughs> yes. Um, Going back slightly. Gavin and Emery, did you have that established that they had such a close bond before we started recording? Or was that something that just occurred naturally and organically as we went? I had We had established that he was my source of snacks. <laughs> So everything else developed out of that. Really? Because you yeah. and Emery had such a kick-ass conversation of like, well, what, like, where do monsters come from? Like in the first episode, mm, it was so good. so good. Yeah, unplanned. That all came up naturally. Natural improv. We do that here occasionally. <laughs> was there anything about Gavin in his character sheet that didn't come out or something that you'd thought about that you didn't really get to play to? Uh, I could have played to his backstory more. What is his backstory? Why is Gavin in the Arctic? Uh, you have to watch the 2004 <laughs> Disney Classic National <laughs> Treasure to find out. One scene in particular. Um, good luck. Just <laughs> figuring out which scene. <laughs> I don't think I gave any clues to this, so you're basically going to have to guess. Oh, I'm so I'm so excited for the tweets that will occur. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that leaves everyone's favorite German man. <laughs> Christine, please. I, how did you come up with Hannes? I, from the moment you opened your mouth, I was like enamored. <laughs> um, so I, I have a brain that won't stop sometimes. And I have a running list of little threads of characters that I have come up with that are just like, what does this mean? I don't know. When will I get to play this character? Who knows? But it's just something that makes me laugh, and so I write it down. <laughs> I like that. And my initial note for what became Hannes was German scholar who was obsessed with one small part about pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> the obsession moved from pop culture to his dog. Yes! <laughs> Fab had teased that we were going to be in the Arctic, and so I thought, mm -hmm. what kind of people might be there? And so I thought, scientists, and I was like, oh, it'd be fun to play like a German scientist. And then I had to learn a German accent, so I and spent you did so well. <laughs> Great I job! I I watched so many YouTube videos about how to do a German <laughs> accent, and I don't know how accurate my German accent is. I, I will say that it probably wasn't perfection, um, but I enjoyed playing it as an homage sort of to um, some people that I know from Germany who I oh, met while I studied yeah. abroad. And so it was just fun to think about them and then butcher their beautiful language. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, Hannes, Hannes was fun because he was really logical and straightforward, which I am not all the time. <laughs> um, but it was, it was fun to... What is the logical reaction to this? Particularly in the face of all this shit that yeah. is happening and uh you know is he able to suspend his disbelief which i think maybe played to my advantage because i chose to not interact with the orchid voice in my head and and the backwards bone ghost which was 
fucking horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I really loved playing Hannes. <laughs> and I loved, I know that it took us so long to record the finale, but I really loved being able to inhabit Hannes for that long, mm-hmm. which I think is why his death hit me so hard. Because I really, I loved Hannes so much, I named my espresso machine after Yay! him. So <laughs> Was there anything about Hannes that didn't come out? Well, Hannes did have a secret. <gasps> you must tell me, Christine. <laughs> so, you know, his good, good dog, Gunther. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's a little more to his backstory. I was yeah. going to ask about Gunther yeah. next, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> so the line that we all know and love is that Gunther was found. He came, he just arrived at the base. He had no tags. He was assumed to be from a film crew or something. And so then Hannes, being the industrial man that he is, <laughs> decided that he would train him so that he could be useful. Gunther had tags when he arrived. <gasps> no, he fucking did not. He did, yes. Oh my, what? And so Hannes, being such a lone wolf in persona he's actually really lonely and so when he found this dog he took the tags off (gasps) of the dog and hid them away and never told anyone about it i think found i think stole is a better metaphor (laughs) um i Hannes didn't steal, like, Gunter did arrive at the base. No, yes, but, like, forced adoption. Oh, yes, yeah, Yeah. no, but... (laughs) No! But the the idea being that if you are negligent enough to not keep hold of your dog up in the Arctic, you probably don't deserve that dog, so now this is my (laughs) dog. I have a question, though. What did the tag say? Yeah. One secret base drive, Arctic, Arctic? (laughs) Yeah. One, 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 one? So I didn't actually write that. Uh, I, I I don't know, Fab, if you had ideas about that or if it was just I had that... ideas. It was going to be um, the guy that uh, Maroon says. I have Clay. 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 Which bonkers color names this time. <laughs> Clay's a great color. Sky? Clay? I think you might have named somebody Deep. Maybe. Like deep Blue? Yeah, like... Deep Blue. Yeah. Like, I thought Carrot was bad. Apparently, Carrot is par for the course. Carrot Says the woman who deemed the ghost old knuckle bones. So, yeah, I really don't think Let's remember can... what we're doing here. <laughs> but yeah, so Gunter was Clay's dog. Yeah. And Gunter reacted to the base in specific ways. Talk about that a little bit, Fab, because I... I struggled with this because Hannes is supposed to be so in tune with Gunter that at one point he can actually understand his barks and a woos as real words. <laughs> But I didn't really know what you were doing all of the time and what his signals were supposed to mean. And if that was Gunter was afraid of this place, Gunter was experiencing something ghostly, Gunter was alerting to danger. Talk about that. uh, Mostly the danger one. So like Gunter was experiencing like ghostly stuff. Gunter was experiencing like uh, circling back to Gavin and Gavin's nose bleeding. Um, yes that was orchid getting into gavin's like head and is why at the end when orchid is very much not okay it's why orchid can talk to gavin but can't talk to anyone else in their brains because orchid's already like there oh um but like 
for a second, he was kind of like broadcasting on like a wide band trying to just kind of, you know, catch some fish and eat them. And <laughs> so for a minute, Gunter was part of that. And Gunter was like hearing things and not knowing what was going on and like kind of oh, okay. freaking out. Um, and so that was supposed to like, I did it poorly, I think, but like Gunter was supposed to be like foreshadowing that like something really weird is happening in this place. Mm -hmm. And there was a moment like one of my three orchid tallies was when Gunter came up and started barking and I texted you like, I'm going to hide because I was like, okay, if I can hide from Gunter then you know like these two because he wasn't he was reacting to like you are not ava and i had to oh. like that was one of my check marks is nope i'm ava yeah nice you had to dog. use, you had to use one of your things oh, yeah. yeah and then you like cleaned yourself off and you were like oh it's that was the all a lie all you, <laughs> you got me <laughs> yeah it was great um but yeah, so that was part of what Gunter was doing. The other part was Gunter was like remembering this place and like had mm -hmm. a, like an idea of like where stuff was, how to get places. Oh. So like Gunter knew the layout, but couldn't really communicate that necessarily to all of you specifically. Because we didn't know how know. to ask him for what he Hannes would have known that. <laughs> Uh, but what did what did Gunter's tags say? Like, did he have a name, or was it just like ORCS, whatever? Oh, he had a a, a designation. Um, I forget what it was. I have it written down in my like. He, he was like D dash zero zero one. D dash zero zero one. I like that. We'll go with that. That's probably better than what I I thought of. Um, speaking of good, good boys, let's yeah. talk about all of your fucking NPCs. I had another, a few oh, other things about Hannes. They're very short. Sure. Um, so while I was developing Hannes, I came across a post on Tumblr that I saved and I wanted this to come out so bad and there just <laughs> never was a moment. Um, but it's talking about the symptoms of hypothermia oh. and a way to remember what they are and how they progress. And it is the umbles begin to appear. <laughs> And I read this and I was like, this would sound really great in a German accent. <laughs> Please say it for us right now. <laughs> when the hypothermia <laughs> kicks in, the umbles begin to appear. First you have the grumbles and then the mumbles, then the fumbles, the stumbles, and finally the tumbles. The umbles worsen as the hypothermia sets in. Very good. <laughs> Beth, I need Hannes to read me as children's storybook because that would be very good. Oh, that'd be pretty fun. Maybe we can do this. Hannes story time. As a bonus for at some point. Yeah. Story time from the beyond with Hannes. Aw, that's fun. I like that. Wholesome and existentially terrifying. But yeah, so the NPCs. Gia, you want to talk about my boys? You had so many boys and gals. <laughs> too many boys, too many gals, too uh, many peeps. I would like to talk about the highlights. First of all, sure. good old Captain Mindigo, Captain Love Crunch. That man. <laughs> it was so fun getting to see him in the minisodes and then finally interact with him as a character. Yes. But I do have a question. Sure. At one point, Mm -hmm. Indigo left wet footprints on the carpet. And yeah. What does, was he... Because Orchid leaves wet shit. Yeah, mm -hmm. I thought about that after we finished. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? The classic red herring. He had been downstairs and it was wet downstairs. Uh, so his feet were still... Even with all that grading that you so specifically pointed out all mm -hmm. the time? 
No, because he was downstairs in a di- like he and Orchid had been in the elevator zone and in, like other places. Uh, because so he had just been in a wet, in like tons of wet spots. Because okay, because like in the minisode before the finale, mm-hmm. Orchid is already upstairs. Yes, and then Indigo and orcs people i guess corral him back to the basement and contain him yes so that's where he got wet yeah got you it was just a red herring i wanted people to mistrust indigo and i wanted people to be thinking that <laughs> you maybe did it. It, well, yeah, it wasn't hard we was, shot him with a fork yeah <laughs> oh can we talk about the film crew the film crew <laughs> the, film the mistake boys. yes what do you mean? Uh, if I were to redo this story again, I think I'd cut the film crew out and have Orchid be the source of the distress signal. Oh. Like Orchid downstairs is like sending out a distress beacon oh. to send people to oh. the orc space. Oh. Yeah. Like that was that was a whoopsie on my part. Was cool too. Eh, yeah. meh. Well, because also <laughs> Oh well they go Okay, so the crew is fun for this one reason. The film crew, as I understand it, was like our backup characters. Yes. Like Bob and I had talked, like if you had figured out that I was Orchid before like the end of the episode, mm-hmm. I had a character sheet for Carlos. Oh, <laughs> and shit. I would have come in and played that lovely man, oh. which is why Carlos had a bunch of shit at the end of the episode because I think you asked me a question like what useful things have you stolen from the orc space yeah. from like a Polaroid <gasps> camera and then oh silver glass is a thing I'm like great I took three of them oh. <laughs> yeah. and shit that's but so cool oh, what man. would have been um okay let's do some rapid fire questions uh what let's was go. in the rune room that hannes went into that wasn't powered yeah. oh, oh, oh yes. the I'm the one curious. where the, the runes were like all over the place and everything yeah yes. I, that, I had no idea what to do in there and i was like something cool might be here and then i didn't do anything with it so that was me trying to give you guys like options for like other stuff to do and how to handle things that's a big containment room that's like uh, a big spot that if you put something in it could like just hold it there for maybe a little bit but oh, like, that's I like never would have thought to do that. I mean, that. yeah, there's not, again, this is like, this is my designing for like a D&D campaign thing more than like a, like a dread zone. So it's like I built other stuff that's like, oh, this would be kind of cool. Now but that like, you that's not say be this, thing. this makes so much sense because there was a contained ghost there. Duh. Okay. <laughs> I need to get smarter. <laughs> you are smart. It's one, like, it sounds obvious when I say it, but that's because I'm the one that wrote the words on the paper. Uh, that's true, yeah. Why did some shoots empty out into the middle of fucking hallways? Yeah, what's going on with the shoots? <laughs> poor design, man. But okay. Also, like, they, like, so, so they would, okay. So when they got to the base, they would have a they would have a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And if they wanted to study it, they'd put it in a red shoot, the corresponding color. Uh, and if they needed to just, it's like, oh, this is dangerous. We need to just get this out. Yeet. We we yeet it in a yellow shoot. Uh, and they go to different for yeet. And they yeah, <laughs> and they go to different places. And sometimes they empty out into the middle of hallways because there's just going to be like a bin there. And when that bin gets full, someone's going to come and like wheel the bin somewhere where they can so like take care. There's just when... a bin of haunted dolls just in the hallway. People have to yeah. walk around. Yeah. Sounds like my house. No. <laughs> Jacob. Amazing. Okay. One more question. Go for it. What was in the big thing in the icebox? Uh, Yeti. Oh, <laughs> we were so close. But, um, yes, Marissa. Jacob. Things yes. Jacob cut out of the podcast. I have a question for you. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to hurt me this evening? <laughs> so I'm going to need everybody to close their oh. eyes. Oh. Oh. It's happening again. I... 
Hey, you know, even <laughs> I just I mm, you are my friend. Jacob, you are my good friend. My you did. You, you have you, to though. It's uh, in the podcast this, contract. He did this to us at Christmas too. <laughs> I legitimately was at work, terrified that he was going to put a doll on my doorstep, and I wasn't going to be able to stop it. So you just, mm. Jacob, I am trembling. No, <laughs> that's a zipper. <laughs> I'm fine, actually. Like, this is not... Okay. Three, two, one, go. It's literally not... Guys, it's nothing. It's just whatever was in my backpack. Oh, this is man. Fun. Okay, who's ready for things Jacob cut out of the Yay! podcast? We have to make sure it's shared anyway. Uh, if I could find a way to put a doll in an MP3 and play Gosh. it back, I would do this right now. You just play like the rustling and like, this is Shadow clapping their hands. No. And it's just like the bone sound. <laughs> um, Let's see. These are things from Deep Sea that um, I could have shared uh, last time, but I had better plans. That's um, <laughs> The thing I said last time about how we're getting better at podcasting <laughs> and more of the funny stuff is making it into the podcast and less good stuff is what's getting cut. That is true. But here, here's some a couple of, I, th- I believe these are all songs for your listening oh, no. pleasure. <laughs> yes. I'm afraid to ask what stories Patrice tells Billy. There's all kinds of really fun stories. The favorite one that she likes to tell is the one about these fairies that live together in the forest this. and they all take care of each other and they're all best friends and they have like acorn hats that they wear and Aww. they have this fall festival that they throw all the time and they're just like really happy and they're little fae creatures and they're wonderful and they always are together because friends are always together and your friends don't leave you and they're just really happy and I, do you have a friend and I hope you have a friend and, 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 and fairies sometimes when they dance around they make soup for each other. It's really nice. It's a nice time. These are the stories that Patrice tells. <laughs> that is that such, one's not a song. I forgot. That is such whiplash from Hannes. Oh yeah. my gosh! I, I just love watching you, Christine. Like just word vomit all over the audio <laughs> podcast. It's great. And it's I, so fun. It's I also like watching you, Christine, go through the periods of confusion and horror as you hear yourself say something you don't remember saying. <laughs> right. That was fun to watch. I, I, <laughs> I do have one more. Oh. Dun, 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 some mysteries cannot be explained. <laughs> At least not yet. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I I just I react to the world by laughing at it and singing. I don't know what to say. This is beautiful. <laughs> well, it wasn't a doll this time. <laughs> it was suspiciously delightful. Thank you. More dolls saved up for the next time. We help me together. Or for Christmas. Shadow can't come to brunch. She's not invited. It wouldn't be as fun to just make you see Shadow again. Like, Shadow's no. not. has got to be a new doll. Christine, uh, I I have a question similar to the question that Marissa asked Jacob when uh-huh. she was asking about the how gelatinous is the food going to be this time? <laughs> Let us find out, Shadow. Uh, no. Musical transition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It smells suspiciously delightful. Yeah, I'm I'm worried. Perhaps I will regain some trust with this one. Christine, last time you fed me a bouncy ball. <laughs> it would have functioned perfectly well as a bouncy ball, I feel like. Now, this is going to be pretty freaking good to make up for it. <laughs> All right, close your eyes. Oh, okay. okay. That's goes. my bit. <laughs> oh, no. Guys, we can't just constantly be closing our eyes. 
All right, ready? Yeah. I guess. Open your eyes. Wow! Ooh. Ooh! It's shrimpy. I knew I smelled shrimp. Oh, this is beautiful! That looks oh, very look, good. Oh, there's noodles in there! Please join me for Squid Ink Linguini with shrimp. Ooh. <laughs> All my suspicions are gone. Ooh. That was just wonderful. I have never had squid ink pasta before. It's not believe I So I would ask how this relates to the story, but I do think I have a pretty good idea. I'm curious. <laughs> oh, do you tell? <laughs> um, the squid <laughs> and his horrible black acre blood. Also, Hannes was a giant, and now we're eating shrimp. Ah! ah I like that. So, at a certain point in the story, we joked about ghost noodles. (laughs) Oh my god, we did. You remember everything. I don't. I wrote it down. (laughs) So I thought, like, oh, at first I was like, oh, how can I make translucent noodles? And I was like, that's going to get gelatinous real fast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so then I remembered that there are black squid ink noodles. And that, like you said, Marissa, does fit in very well with the icker of... (laughs) Orchid. So please enjoy. It is so good. Yeah, it's a very glad. nice, bright, citrusy pasta. Yeah, I really like this. This is really, really good, Christine. Oh, good. <laughs> Ooh, talk to me about how you prepared this. <laughs> yeah, so it's very simple. I just made it in what, 15 minutes? I did mm-hmm. a little bit of mise en place before you got here. <laughs> but like any good basic pasta dish, you saute shallots and garlic Ooh, in yes. olive oil and butter. Then once that's ready, you add some seasoned shrimp. Salt and pepper was all I put on it. You let that saute for a couple minutes, throw the pasta in while that's happening, flip them over when they start to curl up, then deglaze with wine, which I forgot to do, but I think it worked out fine. I just kind of threw the <laughs> wine in later and I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> Um, but yeah, then once the pasta is ready, you add that directly. So it brings some of the pasta water with it. Add the juice and zest of one lemon, Ooh. another couple pats of butter, and then you just kind of stir that in till it's all ready. And voila, here we have dread and breakfast pasta. It is so good. And it's so balanced. I don't know how to describe the squidding, but there's like a little hint of something something in there. It's a nice brininess. Yeah. It brings a little more ocean to yeah. it. A breath of the ocean in everything. <laughs> Oh, there's also basil garnished on this. The shrimp is also really good. <laughs> Thanks, Whole Foods. <laughs> I knew they would devein it for me, and I didn't want to do that. So <laughs> I will have seconds and thirdsies. Yeah, we'll finish this for sure. Yeah, I wanted to make something that would be thematic, but I knew I could hit out of the park as kind of a thank you for riding along with me on all my <laughs> wild, sometimes cursed ideas. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. This is very nice. I would have brought tissues. I'm going to cry for like the third time because everyone's all being nice. I can be mean if you want. Would that help? Well, do it. No, because then she'll cry being sad. (laughs) Well, we're going to go for it. I'll just say this is very good. I don't know how in the vein of Christine's kitchen it is. This Mm. dish, I I could find this on SeriousEats.com probably. (laughs) I don't know how experimental it is. That's fine. Okay. Meanness achieved. The end. <laughs> Christine's Kitchen is for me to follow my uh, whims and force it into the podcast, which done. Mission accomplished, though. 
Uh, yeah, no, I just wanted to do something nice for you guys. Oh, before we did what we're going to do in the brunch. That's where we get to do something nice for you. Yeah, ah, that's exactly is, oh. what's happening. So, ladies and gentlemen, may I announce the inaugural Dread and Breakfast Brunch Smackdown. <laughs> So what's going to happen is that we have a brunch episode coming up, which is going to be like a breakfast for the whole season. And I will not be in the kitchen, but you three will be in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh, no. Now, <laughs> can I say? Yes. You have already given us a little, a little rules and regulations. It is going I to have. be Great British Bake Off style. It, Ish. Somewhat. I've not seen Great British Bake Off, oh, but I have other- seen Chopped. <laughs> it is. Yeah. There. There will be a secret. There ingredient. There is a secret ingredient which you all must incorporate into your dishes. Would you like to know what it is? I would. Yes. Chickpeas. Ooh. Why? Hmm. <laughs> because I like them. <laughs> we will be bringing in some guest judges. <laughs> yes, we need a panel. So a we tribunal. Have a panel, a tribunal of friends of the podcast who will be coming to join <laughs> to judge. So keep this in mind as well. You also may not use tomatoes, bell peppers, paprika, or other pepper things that will hurt me because your girl <laughs> is intolerant to nightshades. Ooh, rip. That is limiting. It is. That's but true. welcome to my world. <laughs> Thank you. So there will be a couple categories of scoring. Ingenuity. Mm. Relation to a story in season one. Ooh. <laughs> Appearance. Edibility. <laughs> I like how you chose the word edibility and not taste. <laughs> because that no, does I appreciate presume that. it must be consumed. Well, my taste may be different from another panelist. So <laughs> edibility. Um, oh, and general chaos. <laughs> Exceptional. I've Very got this. Good. I've got this on Locky all the way down. <laughs> I, I've got this. Oh, I I'm ready. Know. I've got this. But as Christine said, it will be a breakfast for like the entire season. So if you have questions, comments, concerns, fashion tips for us about any of the stories, about any of the characters, if you have questions for our artists, um, for Eli or Grey Voice who write music for us, like literally anything, tweet at us, Instagram us. We're on Twitter at Dread and Fast and Instagram at DNB Pod. Or we have an email, Dread and Breakfast Pod at gmail.com. We're very excited for that. I am, at least. Oh, I'm very excited. It'll be really fun. Also, there will be a season two. <laughs> oh, yeah. Season two. Eventually. Eventually. Season two of Dread and Breakfast coming to an ear on you. Coming eventually. And in between, we have some very delightfully things planned for in between seasons, including an extended things Jacob cut out of the podcast blooper reel. It's so good it's, so far. <laughs> it's pretty spectacular. I'm tempted to just end the episode so I can eat more pasta. <laughs> we can't end without giving this a final rating for the season. Ooh, what should we rate it in? Squids? Squids. Squids. Yes, squids. Five squids for taste and eatability. One squid for ingenuity. Oh, I'll take it. I'll take it. I give this 12 out of five squids. Whoa! This was very good and I will eat more. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm five out of five on all the categories that you said and I did not remember. <laughs> <laughs> is this blessed? Indeed. This is yes. blessed, the most angelic thing I have consumed. <laughs> on the podcast. 
Well, there you have it. If you would like to recreate this dish for yourself at home, I highly suggest that you do because it's delicious. I'm going to be making this much more frequently than I have previously, which was never. Um, (laughs) You can find the recipe for this dish and every other dish in the season on our website, dnbpod.com. Roll credit. See you for brunch. We'll bring mimosas. (laughs) Chickpea mimosas. This episode sponsored by General Chaos, because I don't know what that means. (laughs) Hey, thanks for coming over for breakfast. We should do this again. Same time and place for brunch in two weeks. Perfect. You send us questions on Twitter at Dread and BeFast, on Instagram at DNBPod, on, ooh, what's this? Tumblr at Dread and Breakfast, or write to our email, dreadandbreakfastpod at gmail.com. We'll take care of the rest. Ah, I've got it in my calendar already. This will be so fun. Thanks to Eli Schneider for our theme song and original music. You can find more from him and his band Open Doors on Spotify. One more gigantic thank you to Cherry Sorbet for the wonderful Phasmophobia artwork. We absolutely adore it, and we hope you all do too. You can find more Cherry Goodness at Cherry Sorbet on Twitch, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Season one is complete! Woo! If you've enjoyed this or any of the stories throughout the season, why don't you go leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify? Or, even better, tell a friend about the show. It's great. There's an entire season available. You can just binge the whole thing. Perfect. Also, you know we're already plotting and planning season two. We've got so much in store. Just you wait. But until then, send in your questions for brunch, all the nitty gritty details, dread tells all, or at least the things we can remember. See you all dreadfully soon. 